When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like. Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi everybody, it's time for another one of our previews here on the Blue Room for our Blue Room Extra shows and it is the best time to get involved with the Blues flying as we head into a busy Christmas period, excellent win against Crystal Palace at the weekend and joining me on Subs Weekly this week were Warren, Jake and Paddy from The Athletic, loads and loads to get through from the game at the weekend, really enjoyable show and if you'd like to hear it in full as ever, the link is in the description, or you can visit patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Works out roughly around a pound a week. Get numerous shows on there, and you can cancel and restart your membership whenever you, you like. So it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. The link is in the description. Hopefully, we'll see you over there. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this clip from this week's Subscribers Weekly Show. Yeah, well, I, w- I was looking earlier, and I think in the first 15 minutes, Everton have the best record in the league this season. Um, so I think it's five scored and one against the one against obviously being Eze's penalty, which I still don't think is a penalty, by the way. I think the second one was and the first one wasn't, but that's just that's just my opinion on the two. Um maybe they got to the right source of decision and it balanced out eventually by giving Palace one one of the two. Um but I think like there is there are loads of cliches about Sean Dyche's management. And some of them when you watch his side more more and more with more regularity. Some of them kind of make sense. And I think others needs to need to be kind of cast aside and dispelled a little bit. So like, for example, yes, he doesn't just want possession for possession's sake, but Everton are actually creating a, a load of chances relative to the possession they're having. And, that, and they're creating danger, they're creating threat with regularity. I mean, starting the games really well, you wouldn't expect your left back to pop up in the centre-forward position within 50 seconds of the game starting. That's where Mikolenko was. Week before, the left-back is probably right on the kind of on the edge of the six-yard box, again scoring inside seven minutes against Brighton. And what you really notice when you watch the goals back is just how many bodies are flooding the box. It's not just McNeil and Harrison cross the ball into Calvert-Lewin. It's very much 
Calvert-Lewin's the focal point, but you've got Decore, Mikalenko, other people running off him, at times Onana or, or Idrissa Gay. Um, and I think that helps massively because it's, it's one thing op- occupying Calvert-Lewin. And I actually think Crystal Palace did that really well in the main on Saturday. But if you've got him plus five or six others to think about, then it becomes a much more difficult prospect. I mean, kind of crosses were raining in. From I, I was sat kind of looking at the that kind of part of the penalty area, that part of the Palace penalty area in the in the first half. That's where my seat was. And it was just cross after cross from McNeil and Harrison. It was it was really dangerous stuff. So I, I think we need to give Everton credit for that, that they're starting games quickly. They are pretty often now a threat even when they don't have much of the ball. And some of those notions about what, what a Dice left-back does or what a Dice right-back does or or how a Dice team sets up, I think we do need to kind of dispel at times. One thing I would say about the possession, though, is that I do think mistakes like Tarkovsky's are more likely when you have less of the ball and when you keep giving possession back and when the opposition keep having attacks. Because that, for me, is about concentration. And it's about sometimes you're doing so much that eventually you are going to slip up. Overall, his record when Everton take the lead is really good. I think they've taken the lead in 15 games now since he came in across all competitions and they're yet to lose one. But we have to acknowledge that they squandered the lead twice against Palace and they also did the same, albeit in very unlucky circumstances against, against Brighton. I kind of felt that second Palace goal was coming. And that, that was purely because there seemed to be no plan at that stage in possession other than to bang the ball up to an increasingly isolated lone striker. So I do think one of the main learnings from this, in a constructive sense, has to be that you look at the third goal and the way that Everton built through the thirds, the way they took the ball on on the turn, they, they played each other in, um, and the comfort in possession. And I think we can see more of that when they're ahead in games. It's a way of alleviating pressure and just killing the game. You, you kind of you think back to Roberto Martinez and the Cumin era, the start of the Cumin era, and Gareth Barry was brilliant at that, just knowing when to just calm things down, particularly away from home, and just pick the passes and and and, and almost quieten the crowd. I think everything can improve there. But it's obvious that there is improvement. We're saying they look like a mid-table side, and that's a positive thing. Um, but it means that they've still got a, a decent way to go if they're to get up to where we eventually want them to be. Um, so that's one thing for me. I, I think they can be better in possession. I think they can almost learn from how well they did with the third goal and um, and, and take that into when they're actually leading in games. Joe, Joe I, I I really do agree with you, Uh there, Paddy. I think there's a there's a couple of things as well. I think you're absolutely right. If you're going to be playing that way with with the possession, and yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's, if it's just coming on and coming and coming on, then you know it's asking for a mistake, and a little mistake can lead to a goal. And I think that's why, particularly with Everton's squad, is that if you lose one of those two centre backs right now, you're going to concede goals by playing that way because Keane coming in or Godfrey coming in, they're not going to be able to, as from what we've seen anyway, they're not going to be able to have that 
concentration for the majority of the time to be able to put up with that pressure. And I think that's why, as a manager, you need to be able to adapt and change and and do things a little bit differently, depending on you know reading the game a little bit better. And um, one thing I would say as well about the possession is that, and I think it, I think it's absolutely worth making the point that you've made there, Paddy. That actually you look at the possession and saying it's eighty to twenty, or you know games like um, the the cup game against Burnley, where I think it was sixty odd to thirty odd, and you, and sometimes that's surprising. Sometimes you look at that and you don't actually feel like the possession was that one sided because it doesn't necessarily feel that way when you're watching a game. It doesn't feel the way. That maybe when you watched a say a, a Sam Allardyce type of Everton side where we literally just sat there, we created nothing, and we hoped that maybe we'd be able to get a set piece or maybe a breakaway. Um, actually, I, I would say that we do create a little bit of excitement. We do, we are nice to watch. We are um like that game for me. Um, take take maybe it not being Everton's greatest position. Um, a, a game that we played recently in performance. I thought it was a brilliant game. I thought it was absolutely like we'll play, you play. And we just absolutely went at it. And actually, I think probably Palace probably could have felt that they could have either a draw would have been fair or they could have won. But so being able to go into a game and coming away with a win, I think is the that's the that's not the Everton that we've been used to. So I, I think you're absolutely right because I think we can fall into this trap of well, it's a dice. It's a, we're not having any possession. Um, you know, we're not creating anything, and, and actually, it's it's not nice to watch. It is nice to watch, and it's nice sometimes to be able to to actually go to a game and and enjoy it. Um, and if you do come away with a win, brilliant. If you come away with a draw, actually, you know, you you've been able to watch a, a good game there. So, yeah, there's there's loads of things that I agree with you there. Um, and I think what we what he did do and what he doesn't really do sometimes, uh, as much as we'd like him to do. I know he made the half time uh sub, but the subs are are quite late. But you know, for that third goal, uh, the Garner Gay goal, there's two players on Beto there. There's a reason why that ball to Garnegay was on because he did make that sub. He played that way. They went after Beto and suddenly Garnegay was free there. So, yeah, you know, probably a little bit of credit for for that sub and uh, and changing it because I think they did control Carvert-Lewin for the majority of the game. It sort of feels to me like there's just full commitment to each phase of the game, like when we find ourselves in it. It's like when, when we're on the attack, lads, like you, you're all... You know, barring you know the centre backs and the older midfield, that you all you can all go. Like you, the full backs can get forward. Um, obviously, Mikalenko does it a lot more than, than Young on the other side. But your wingers push up. The core effectively plays as a second strike, and it's like right when we're when we're on the attack, we are going to attack. And then it's like, well, when we've we've not got the ball, we're going to try and press high. And if they play through us or they get up the pitch, then then we defend and we we properly defend. We get everybody back behind the ball. There's bodies in front of the ball, and it's sort of like. It's so just like that, and that, that sounds really straightforward and maybe maybe a bit bit reductive, but it just feels like when we attack, we attack; when we defend, we defend. And I think I think you're right, Jake, in terms of the approach as well, because you boil down the our first and, and third goals at the weekend. The first one, as Paddy mentioned earlier, is your left back. He's already had a shot after 30 seconds, getting on the end of a cross after 50 seconds. Um, and the third one is you, you hold a midfielder. Getting on the end of a, a pass into the penalty area with, with what five minutes to go was it in the end? You know that that's not a team that's just playing low block football and, and sitting in and, and trying to you know burgle a point away from from anywhere. That's that's a team that 
is is ready to to try and take the chances going forward. And and you know, while we might not be, you know, the slickest team on the air, you're right, it is entertaining to watch. It is it is something that is engaging you as a fan. And, and I suppose Warren, I think the, the player who's summed that up as well as anyone in recent weeks with defending when he needs to and attacking when he needs to is Mikelenko. And he had another extraordinary game at the weekend, didn't he? Scored that header, um, was really involved, actually makes a great run forward and wins the corner before the, the second goal as well. Um, and then as that incredible shot, which hits the post for for Decore to put us 2-1 up. But it's, I mean, what, what do you think we're, we're seeing from, from Mikolenko here? Is it a case of a player that's just settled down and is more confident now? Or do you feel like there's been a, a concerted effort from him and, and, and the manager to get him forward more and into attacking positions? Well, I think, first of all, what I loved the most about post-game on Saturday was all the Paolo Maldini comparison tweets regarding Michalenko. Maldini could brilliant. never hit a volley like that, mate. I'm sorry. Never, never. Um, now, to, to answer your question, Matt, I think it's a bit of I think it's a bit of everything. I think he's been very well coached. And I think he's probably, you're right, he, you know, let's not underestimate what a tumultuous year he's had with his personal life and his home life and what's going on back in his country. That's probably had a huge effect. But I think I think he is reaping the rewards of playing consistently. I think he's probably reaping the rewards of playing in a, a back four that is consistently selected, the same back four. And I think he's probably reaping the rewards as well from from having the coaching and, and we always say, don't we, does does has, you know, is the manager, current manager improving any players? The the last sort of one I can feel where we saw an improvement. And it didn't last as long as probably we would have liked. But I thought when Lampard came in and he gave away would be that lease of life, we could see that the coaching and the, the way Lampard wants them to play, we saw a massive improvement in Alex Away, particularly in that season where, uh, you know, leading up to the Palace game where we stayed up. I think with Michalenko, one of the things he's been accused of is the fact that, well, he's just a defender. He, he doesn't get forward as much. And, you know, we all know about the modern day fullbacks have to be attacking and have to be ones that are seen to contribute to you know goals and assists sports social podcast network hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.